This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God. Boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase. Proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 12 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Thank you for uh, joining me this week, and I'm excited to to dive into this with you all. Um, I think this is going to be a unique episode. Um, it's just kind of been a unique week for me as I've been looking at what this next episode will be. I'm not really sure uh, what the Lord wanted me to really talk about, and kind of in the middle of developing some future episode topics with some people and uh, looking at creating some more conversational episodes, which I'm really excited about. And so there's just kind of been a influx in my life this week. And, um, but as I was, I was progressing from last week's, uh, just sharing my testimony, uh, I was reading in Acts a couple days ago and one of my favorite passages of scripture to read is is the the, the chapters about Stephen uh, starting in uh, six down to about the the start of eight uh, it talks about Stephen and he just has a great you want to talk about somebody who has a testimony written in scripture Stephen's uh, just life is in a tremendous testimony to the work of Christ in him. And we see, as you read about his life, he is just full of the Holy Spirit. Uh, It says in chapter 6, verse 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. And then it it later says, And there arose people who were basically jealous of that and and began to bring men in to speak false things about him and stir up the people that they would... uh, seize him and and try to to kill him which is what ends up happening but Stephen he's been falsely accused he comes before the high priest with all these accusations against him and the high priest says man are these he doesn't say man that's that's not what a high priest would say but the high priest in the big verse one of chapter seven says it says then the high priest said are these things though and Stephen does something that is very uh, surprising. It, it's of the Holy Spirit. And I know for myself that whenever I've been accused of something falsely, I tend to want to justify myself. And Stephen doesn't even attempt to justify myself and, and justify himself. Instead, he he goes into, starting with Abraham, the history of Israel and the Jewish nation. And bit by bit, he breaks down everything that the Lord has done for the people of Israel and the promises and the faithfulness of God to bring them and create them into his chosen nation, his chosen people. And he's working through this up 
up until up to Jesus and bringing this full spin from the history of what God's plan has been this entire time. And what I wanted to focus on specifically this week or in, in just this episode is verses chapter 7 verses 37 to about 41. And this is where he he kind of does a deep heavy dive at what the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, what the priests and uh, just the teachers of the time, what they'd been teaching and how they missed the entire point of Jesus. But he go and but he's illustrating this using Moses and uh, the golden calf at Mount Sinai. And so I'll just read verses thirty seven to forty one. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give us, whom our fathers would not obey but rejected, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol, and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. And I was just, I was struck by this as verse 39 was what I was going to talk about today, or my my heart is, it's, it's that, whom our fathers would not obey, but rejected, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt. And I was struck by that because biblically, Egypt historically was the Israel, it's the Israelites' place of bondage. It's where the Lord set them free from the enslavement they were in and began bringing them on this journey to the promised land. And now spiritually, through the working of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in our life, the old man is that Egypt. That is our, we are we were slaves to sin. We were in bondage to Egypt. Uh, and now in Christ, we have been ushered into the spiritual promised land. And this, that is where we now dwell. But it is easy in our lives to not obey and to turn our hearts back to Egypt. And I, I know this personally for myself. And as I was thinking about just moving out of my testimony last week and how should I, what should I transition into in kind of this gap episode, you know, I was struck by this because, well, the Lord is doing a tremendous sanctifying work. That does not mean that my heart is perfectly in alignment with him there are still there are still many moments in a day where my heart wants to go back to Egypt where it it or even does go back to Egypt and instead of of Christ I turn and I make a golden calf and in my own flesh and the works of my hand I, I fabricate something to try to fix my situation or or operate in my own strength in whatever way that my flesh feels is the best way, and I don't turn to Jesus. And that's kind of, if you just take the heart of this passage, that's what this saying is saying. You know, uh, we could take this 
as, you know, replace Moses with Jesus. And in verse 40, it's, we could we could rewrite that and say, saying to Aaron, but then make us gods to go before us. As for this Jesus who brought us out of the land of bondage, out of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I was just, I was so, I've been struck by this over the last couple of days, even to almost tears as I've thought about this within my own life. And how many times do I have a situation come up and instead of turning to Christ, I turn and I make a golden calf and I do it in the works of my own hands. And I, I, I totally forget about Jesus in the moment of my decision-making and I go back to a place of bondage and that has been uh, sobering to me as I as I thought about this um, this passage, and I think you know we need that that sobering moment where we reflect upon exactly what Stephen's doing here is he's laying out the entire past of Israel and everything that God did to them. I mean, this is the testimony of Israel, and he goes through this. You know, we rejected God in various times throughout our history and then he invert and later in seven he talks he transitions just completely over to you know you rejected the holy one of Israel you rejected the Messiah and crucified him and you see their reaction as they go and stone him in anger and this and that and I've just been thinking about this and I I want to recognize where I'm turning my heart back to Egypt, where I'm turning back to to bondage in my life. And, and when I recognize that, I want to make sure that my heart is immediate in returning to the Lord, that, that I know that there's always going to be this, this nagging to returning to a place of, of fleshly safety, if you will, of where I turn back inward and I seal myself off from from the working of God, and I say, in my own strength, you know, I'm going to try to make myself feel comfortable, and that always does not work. And instead, I, I want my heart to be, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I want to dwell in your promised land. And in dwelling in his promised land, there's going to be that doesn't mean that life's going to be perfect. It's, there's going to be trials. At Ellerslie, they talk about, you know, when Israel first enters the promised land, there's all these giants and foreign nations that have lived in the promised land, and now Israel has to go and take that land from the the foreign and the, the giants. And that is what it's like in our spiritual life. You know, we've lived in bondage, and we come into our promised land, but that doesn't mean we no longer have enemies and areas of our life that we need to take over in the name of Jesus and say, you no longer can live here. And that for me has been just a total flip of how I used to live. Like I always lived in bondage. I never thought of myself in the promised land. And I always thought, man, if I could just reach the promised land, life would be good. But that is not accurate. Instead, we've been given the promised land in Christ 
and he has given us through his through his spirit through his power through his sacrifice the ability and his authority to take back what the enemy has taken and to to actually move forward and advance upon the enemy in our lives and that is an incredible reality to me and so i guess just thinking about this it's in summation, I didn't really have a, a main point other than what I always come back to, I feel, is this, man, Jesus is it. If Keep your eyes upon Jesus. There's so many times in my life I was talking uh, with a mentor a couple days ago or a day ago where, and I was like saying, Lord, or <laughs> Lord, I was telling him I struggle with with praying, and I, I fill my life up with so many things where I could use it for constructive prayer time. I think often of when I'm in uh, driving to work or or uh, or just driving in general, I'll often just turn on some Christian music, and I'll fill that time up with, with sound and noise instead of utilizing that single focus time of driving to focus on prayer and just being at peace and uh, you know, that is, prayer is where we communicate with Christ. He can talk with us and show us these areas. He's like, this is where you're turning your heart away from me and not towards me. And he could reveal very lovingly just through uh, communication with the Holy Spirit working within us. We bring our hearts back in alignment with him. And I know I go for so long, often in a day or hours in a day where I, I don't even come to Christ. In my own strength, I, I wrestle with thoughts or, uh, you know, decisions. And then it would it's either in the beginning or just a sprinkled throughout my day and then towards the end of my day where I actually return to Christ. And I want to flip that, and I want it to be a steady flow of Christ working in my life where my mind is in prayer, and I'm putting him first in every little thing. And that's just one example of an area that I can feel the sanctification of Christ convicting me uh, that I need to be do more in, and uh, recognize that as I, I this podcast grows and as I as I grow in life in general, you know the enemy is going to see that as an advancement into the promised land that the Lord has given me and he's going to want to do everything in his power to destroy me and that I need to have spiritual awareness and spiritual communication with the Father and with Christ and be pushing back against the enemy actively and not be passive and uh, just walk back and forth between the promised land between a bondage or a pressure to become in bondage again and so I know this isn't hasn't been a very clear cut podcast, but it is something that the Lord has been working in my life, and I, I've been uh, just kind of excited about as well. And going back to Stephen, man, my heart at the end of my days is to have a heart of Stephen. That instead of whether I'm falsely accused or whatever that looks like, but instead of talking about myself, instead of trying to justify myself or explain myself that instead I give a history 
of Jesus working in my life in all the ways that he's been faithful and in all the times that I've been unfaithful, how he has brought me through that. And that the glory all returns back to Christ and that the end of my life, you know, is just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all it should be at the end of the day. And I think the more we grow in the spirit of Christ and the more Jesus allows us to look more like him and that his spirit grows exponentially within us and we begin walking in that, the more, you know, we're going to recognize the filthiness of our own life. I, I know that the more that I begin to put myself and compare myself to Christ and who he wants me to be in his spirit, the more I recognize, oh, I desperately need more of you, Jesus, because I, in my own strength, I cannot do this. I am horrible. And that has, it's been a tremendous reality toward to me and both humbling me and keeping me close to the spirit of Christ and not keeping me close to the spirit of Christ, but Jesus being close to me. Oh, I love, I love that. And I don't ever want to leave as difficult as it can be to feel the chastening and the sanctification of Christ working in you and to respond uh, to that, not with a, a rejection, but with a, Lord, I'm going to press into this and I don't want to, in fear of what you're trying to, in fear of entering the promised land or furthering myself in your promised land, go back to Egypt and desire the things of Egypt in the face of the gift of the promised land and the, you know, the giants and the enemies that are standing in the way, recognizing that the Lord has promised me this and that I can walk in it and that I no longer need to go back to Egypt and try to find safety in the little that I had in Egypt or the nothingness that I had in Egypt, but instead say, Jesus has given me this promised land. I want to move into it, move as far away from bondage into the heart of Christ this side of heaven as I can. And I believe that that is the spirit of Christ that wants to do that. So I know this has kind of been rambling, but it's an exciting concept or not a concept. It's an exciting truth of Jesus. And I, I do, I would say, man, study this out, guys. Look at uh, where Israel was in bondage. Look at and compare that to your own life and, you know, learn a lesson from the Israelites as they did not remember what the Lord had done for them and study this out and be and see how the Holy Spirit convicts you and shows you areas in your life because I guarantee that it'll happen and respond to that with joyfulness and uh, praise that the Lord working within you to show you and uh, how he's seeking to make you like himself and that is an exciting reality that we have in a relationship with Christ. So thank you, all of you, for listening this week. I appreciate uh, the support. And um, for those of you who've reached out and encouraged me over the last few weeks, and uh, I just thank you so much. And I've, I've been so humbled by what you all have been sharing and uh, just declaring. And uh, I'm excited to see that that this podcast is truly the Lord's and that he is he is using it. And I hope that... Uh, it'll continue to be so, and I thank you for all of your 
uh, prayers and support and just affirmations and, and encouragements. I do want to say I was, um, I was uh, with that same mentor I was talking to. He 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 pressured not pressured me, but he he convicted me and uh, motivated me to be working a lot harder on getting a website up with a blog and some other things uh, for this podcast. And it, it has been on my heart to do it, but I tend to be a little bit unmotivated when it comes to things that are out of my league. And uh, so I'm thankful for his encouragement to get started on that. And that's going to be something that I'm going to be working on here. I can't give a deadline for when it'll be done um, just because I simply don't know, but be expectant for something like that to be coming out in the future. And um, yeah, also looking at a couple uh, a couple more series in the future very soon. Um, I've been talking with a few people and I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for the next few episodes. So thank you all for, for listening this week and uh, I'll catch you next week and God bless. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.